Welcome to the Profitable Farmer Podcast, where it's all about increasing the profitability of your farm by working smarter, not harder. And now your host, business expert, Andrew Roberts. Welcome to this podcast. It's great to have you tuning in and listening. Uh, how are you going, Greg? I'm really well, Andrew. How are you going? I'm extremely well, thank you. Uh, ready. It's a, it's a Monday morning at this end and, and ready for, a, for a, a big week, actually. You had a good weekend? Yes, I uh, had, a, had a great weekend, actually. Just got quite a bit done, which is, which is nice. Oh, fantastic. Um, so this podcast, we're going to introduce you to the power of uh, implementing a review on not just your business, but also your personal life and, and the importance of, of doing this, uh, I would say, a couple of times a year. I, I think you could set this up every every six months and really this is a system. And, and Greg, I'll just get your, your input as to you know, why, why do a review? What's the importance of doing something like this on a regular basis? Yeah, I think it's just so easy as a business owner to get caught up in the day-to-day running of a business and all the, the issues that, that arise. And, and every now and then, you know, probably every six months or so, it's just really good to step back and, and look at the business, but particularly to look at yourself. If you're, the, if you're the person who's the owner of the business, the driver of the business, then really you set the, you set the tone. You, you, you're the one who determines how the business runs. And, and if you're not functioning at the top of your game, then it's likely the business is suffering as well. So, so it's really great to just step back and, and you know, take a 30,000-foot view of, of you um, and in, in 10 different areas of, of operation, if you like, uh, in your life and, and business life, to just to make sure that you're, opti- you know, you're optimising the way that you're performing. Because in the end, you are your biggest asset. You know, if you don't look after yourself and, you don't look, and you're not really thinking about the way that you perform, then, it's, as I said before, it's likely the business is going to suffer. Yeah, and I just wanted to add to that, Greg. I, there's there's a real power in asking the right question of yourself. Um, I'm, I'm a coach, and and one of the things that we get trained in in coaching is is asking great questions and and asking clarifying questions, challenging questions, to help people make better decisions. Um, and if you if you look at it, it everything actually starts with a great question. Um, you know, we're all after a better quality of life. And in order to get a better quality of life, you need to be producing great results. And in order to produce great results, you need to make great decisions. But the only way to make great decisions is to actually start with a great question. And I think learning to ask better questions of yourself uh, and of your business, uh, is, it will really, really solidify in a, in a better results and, and therefore a better quality of life. So th- this is just an example of some great questions that, you can set up and, and implement twice a year that will challenge you and, and just get you thinking differently. Uh, I remember years ago, Greg, when I, when I was coaching, uh, when I got into coaching and I was being trained to be a coach, um, there's a real quality of question that you can ask. So, for example, let, let's say you're a tennis coach. I remember when I was a kid, I was always trained to watch the ball. And then I was introduced to a question which really helps uh, a, a tennis player, which was rather than asking the question, you know, do you watch the ball? A, a much better question was, which way is the ball spinning as it crosses the net? And it's just, it's a slightly different question. It's very similar, but you can see that it, it gets the, if you like, the, the person learning tennis just to, to look at things totally different to actually, and, and that will get them to watch the ball a lot closer than are you watching the ball? Not sure if that makes sense, but it's it's the same sort of outcome, but a slightly different question. 
um, asked, which which always produces a slightly different result. So this little checkup that we're going to take you through today is, is all about just asking better questions, um, which which we know will lead to, to better results. So, Greg, do you want to just give a bit of background about this document, uh, where you found this, and and why, you know, particularly these these just a bit of an overview of these t- ten key areas. Yeah, so this uh, this document came from uh, a publication that I was reading years and years ago, uh, the Australian Farm Business Review. That's no longer no longer published these days, but um, was a was a really good uh, um, set of publications uh, around farming and farming business, and 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 so this came out of, out of that uh, that publication. Um, but it's just such a, and we we do a similar thing within within our um, the, our Platinum Mastermind Group. We we have a, a business review. Which uh, which asks a lot of these questions from a business perspective, but this today we're talking more about the personal perspective. So for the for the, the owners of a business to go through and and actually just you know ask themselves the, the questions that they need to answer. And by the way, you know it's easy. It's always easy to avoid asking the hard questions, but it's really important that you know that you ask yourself the hard questions as well, and, and that you give yourself an honest answer um because uh in the end in the end that's going to lead to the best results so don't avoid asking yourself the hard questions and 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 coming up with an honest answer and if you're not sure about whether what your answer to a particular question should be then probably the right thing to do is to ask your partner if you've got a life partner that's involved in your life or a business partner um you know ask them the questions and and get them to give you an honest answer of of what of how they perceive um you and 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 uh and the way you go about things And, and maybe that will help you to reflect on on yourself as a as a person and as a business owner oh absolutely so what we're going to do in this podcast is we're just going to take you through the 10 areas and um greg and i'll just take it in turns of reading out the questions and and i'll, I'll start with the first one and and i'll just go there's each of them have um three questions under each category and what i'll do is i'll read the question out and and i'll just get greg's interpretation as to why why that's important and then I'll get Greg to read out the um, the second area, and and I can interpret that one, and we'll just we'll just um, bounce until we get through these ten key areas. But look, you might be driving whilst listening to this. Um, we'll we'll put a copy of these below, and we just really advocate that uh, when you get home, just sit down and 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 actually answer these questions honestly. Uh, I, I think there'll be a real power, Greg, in sitting down with a pen and actually answering this. Uh, with a pen to paper, even in a in a journal experience, because there's a real magic in in putting pen to paper. Um, so so tune in now and and get a feel for it, and we'll we'll talk about the importance. But but please take the time to um, implement this. You'll you'll get great value from it. Uh, so the first area that we we'd love for you to check in on is is personal. And I'll just read these questions out, Greg, and and get your input as to you know why this is important. But personal question. One, are you healthy or do bad habits or lifestyle harm your short and long-term health? Two, do you have enough energy and drive or did your batteries go flat some time ago? Three, do you really enjoy what you do? If not, what's plan B? Greg? Yeah, it's a great area, isn't it? And, and it's, it's, just, it's just so important from the point of view of determining how you function and how effectively you function as a as a owner uh, of a business, you know, um, you, you have to have really to, to perform at your peak. It's really not not different, really different to um, athletic pursuits. You know, you need to have good energy. You need to have good stamina. You need to have very clear vision about where you're trying to go. You need to have a passion 
and an enjoyment of what you do. Otherwise, in the end, you know, the, the business will suffer and, and your performance will suffer. If you're not enjoying what you're doing, if you haven't got the energy to be able to perform at the level that you want to want to perform at or need to perform at, then then your performance and the business's performance will suffer. So, so you know, bad habits, um, that can affect your health uh, and uh, or lifestyle choices that can affect your health um, and stamina and energy um, can have a massive bearing on the, on how much enjoyment you get out of out of uh, your day to day tasks within the business, and then certainly also um, you know if you've got a situation where you, you're just not enjoying what you're doing, then maybe it's time to really start thinking about you know what's the next what's what's the next opportunity. I mean, we all only get to live life once, and really you should be doing things that you enjoy doing. And if you don't, then you need to ask yourself the question, you know, well, why am I doing what I'm doing? And, you know, should I be doing something else that I really enjoy a lot more? Because if you enjoy something, you're much more likely to perform um, highly at it. Totally agree. Totally so, agree. Do you want to, so do you want to read out these next ones, Greg? Yeah, so the, ne- the next, that's the personal. The next area we, 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 that we'd like you to think about is knowledge. And the three questions we, that we want you to answer there are, do you consider life to be a non-stop learning process? Um, how serious and committed are you to expanding your knowledge formally and informally? And how long has it been since you learned something new that has had a serious impact on your personal or uh, on you personally or professionally? Andrew, so, so some great questions there. Look, this is probably the biggest, one of the biggest linkages that I've seen, Greg, between um, top producers, uh, business owners playing at the top of their game. There is an absolute correlation to the more you learn, the more you earn. There's, there's a, there's, a, there's a link and we can only acknowledge even a couple of our clients, Greg. Let, let's take Tim and Cheryl Freak, um, who we recently interviewed actually at one of our events and they were sharing a, you know, an average of, a, I think it was a 40%, or 35, 40% net profit year on year, Greg, over the last, how many, how many years was it? Yes, that was for the last probably or nearly 20 years, I think. So absolutely amazing result from a, and by the way, these guys farm in a, 350 mil rainfall zone, so with high variability. So it's, you know, fantastic business. And if you were, or part of the interview, they, they just shared that they just do every course possible. That they, they implement, every, they, they're constantly reading. They're, they're, um, you know, they're in our program. They've been benchmarking for years. They're, they're off to Tony Robbins' course. They're, they're just nonstop learners. There's, and, and there's just an absolute correlation to people that are investing in themselves and, and the return. And I think that that's a never-ending, continuous journey. Um, I know, Greg, when I used to be in a, uh, my franchise uh, action coach, that we would all go to a, a three-day event once a year with the whole franchise. There's a thousand of us, and um, we, we'd be we'd be put taught over that particular event. And then there was, as soon as that event finished, everyone's income went up twenty percent. It was just amazing, and a new standard was set. So, for example, the average. Um, monthly billing of a coach was like $15,000 a month. Then the following year, it went to $20,000 a month. It's, it's at something like $50,000 a month now. And that's just this correlation between the, the learning new things and improving and, you know, constantly humans were innovating. So, um, and, and, and you've got to have that constant con- continuous improvement. So it's a huge, huge area to focus on to, to succeed. And can, okay. I also, can I also say, Andrew, before we... Move on to the next section too. That you know, you're never too old to learn. It's, it's it really is an important thing to remember that that you know, as a as a business owner, if you stop learning, then you might as well give up and 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 go and do something else because your business will suffer if you do stop. If you do have the attitude that you've got nothing more to learn, but you know, um, um, 
the guy, like Colonel Sanders, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, I mean, he was 62 or 63 when he actually got that franchise up and running and, and got it going. And Ray Kroc, I think, from McDonald's was 50, about 52 or 53, something like that. So, you know, you, you, you're never too old. And, and uh, in fact, I um, work with a, a farmer um, who's a very successful farmer now, but wasn't when we started with him back in the, the late 90s. Um, you may or may not have heard about uh, this particular fellow, but the Turkey Lane property here on Kangaroo Island. But John Simons, who's the, the owner of that property, was 56 when we started with him. And, and basically, his business was in a lot of trouble um, financially at that point of time. And it's now a highly successful business. And, and he said to me the other day that, you know, he wished he'd, you know, he wished he'd, he'd known what he, what he knows now when he was uh, a younger man because he would have been able to really, uh, you know, make a, a killing of business. And, um, and that's exactly right. You know, you're never too old to learn. And, and you know, and you, you can always, there are always things you can do to improve um, your knowledge and particularly your knowledge in areas that have an impact on you, your personal and professional life. Yeah, absolutely. So the next area to look at skills and the three questions are, what are you really good at? Number two, what are you not so good at but need to be? And the last one, if your partner agrees with the two lists that you've just made, what are you going to do about it? Greg? Yeah, it's a great uh, great situation, these, because, you know, we can't be good at everything. It's really important to recognise that, we, you know, we have – each of us have innate – um, abilities and and we and we and you know the more that we can work within our genius, work within the areas that we're good at, the more time we can spend in those areas, the more effective we'll be. And so, part of what being a good business owner is about is recognizing the skills that that we are, the things that we do that that we're very good at, and that we're highly effective at, and that we enjoy doing, and also recognizing the things that we're not that good at. And maybe looking to, um, when possible, to employ in or bring in those skills that we're not um, that we're not good at to to complement uh, what we are good at within the business to make the business a better business. And really, in the end, the the role of a of a business owner is to bring together a workforce that has complementary skills, so that everything that that needs to get done within the business is done to a high level by people who have talent who have talents and, and natural abilities in the areas that they perform in. Because the more you and your team can work in the areas of their genius, the more effective everyone will be and the better the business will be. So I think it's a really important um, thing to reflect on always. Absolutely, Greg. And in addition to that, um, there's always opportunity to upskill. So I I take, for example, leadership and I look at um, the importance of of leadership in business. And and some people are never going to uh, ever want to, take that on it's just not not of interest and 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 you're absolutely right if, if you really don't want to do it then you might be able to find someone else to do it um however it is a skill that can be learned and by learning the skill through through the the knowledge uh, the area above you you can actually become a fantastic leader I, I totally believe leaders are created not born i really do believe that um and so it's also as well greg the skill of running a business it, it, it's just a skill um, that I, di- I didn't have that skill 20 years ago and it's just through books and courses and coaching and hanging out with other business owners, I- I've learned that skill. Um, so you- it's really also distinguishing between who do I need to hire to take on skill- things that I don't want to do but also where do I need to upskill, which is investing in your education. So very important. Yes, and, and, and you know, just please remember that none of us are born with the skills to run a, a great business. No. None of us. You know, we every, every person who runs a, a great business in the world has learnt those skills. So yes. you know, so anybody can learn them. Yes. 
Fantastic. Right. The next area to look at um, is communications, to ask yourself these questions around communications. So three questions are, do you clearly and simply communicate your ideas, feelings, ambitions and plans to those people in life who are important to you? Or are you the strong, silent type preferring mystery to clarity? Mm. Uh, the second question is, can you write simply and clearly and be understood by teenagers? Mm. It's a big challenge, isn't it? And the third question is, if you occasionally have to address small or large audiences, are you any good at it or are you an embarrassment? <laughs> Andrew? I mean, this is a huge topic and, and such a great series of questions to ask yourself because communication is the key to a great relationship and communication is one of the keys to a great business. And, and not, not being a full generalist here, Greg, but, but I have witnessed in, in farming this is, this is a major area and maybe one of the reasons being that, that farming is such a, um, a, a job that's created for more an introvert personality, more of an analytical type personality, not in all cases, but, but this is why people are potentially drawn to farming and therefore there's often a, a bigger issue with communication. But the, the, the interesting thing with communication, it's so aligned with the top two that we've just covered, knowledge and skill. The most important thing to know with communication, if you invest the time to get the knowledge and you develop the skill, communication becomes easy. It's a skill um, and it's a learned skill. And you, you know, I'll give you a book that I, I really endorse. It's called um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And I would say arguably it's the number one book you will ever, ever read to become a, a good communicator. Um, it, it just will teach you so much about how to, how to go about it. But Greg the amount of issues created in farming businesses and businesses in general, but we're talking to farmers here, because the owner or team members haven't learned how to communicate. And, and they, they don't, because they haven't learned the skill, they create more problems than, than what's necessary. So they might try and delegate a task, but it's done in such a poor fashion, they haven't got the other person to write it out, they haven't articulated what they want clearly, and then they get really frustrated at the other person and then they have to go and fix all their mistakes and then the person blames them. Um, the person who delegated the task blames the person that, that couldn't implement what they asked. Um, so, so, and it's actually, they don't realise that it's actually your responsibility because you didn't communicate it properly. So personally, I'd like to do another podcast just on this topic, Greg, because this is a huge area that causes so many problems in business. But if you can understand that it's a skill, and that you just need to get the knowledge to learn the skill to become a better communicator. And I would actually argue, Greg, that um, learning this skill will transform your business in so many ways that you can't, you don't realise until you've gone through it. But um, and you, I'm sure you'd agree with me, Greg. Learn this skill, and everything changes. And not only that, it, your your your, your um, relationship with your partner changes and improves, and your relationship with your kids and parents can change and improve. Correct. Absolutely, yeah. I, I totally, I totally endorse what you say, Andrew. It's a, it's it's a, a, a vital area of business. Um, unless you own a business that that you that you can run in a bubble and you only have to ever deal with yourself, then uh, then you know c communication is the key to pretty well everything that happens. And and um, and you know that um, farming is a game that uh, requires communication. You're always talking to your suppliers. You're talking to your you're the people you're marketing to. You're talking to the people that are part of your team. The, the people who make up part of the ownership team and also the, the, the implementation team. 
you're always, you know, you always need good communication in all of those those areas. And, um, and I guess because farming tends to be a bit of an isolated business in terms of the geographical isolation of, of people and where they run their businesses, there's probably less opportunity for them to develop high-quality communication skills than there is if you're working in a large office, for example. So um, I think, it, you know, there's a little bit of extra work that needs to happen uh, within individuals um, in making sure that their communication skills are, are high-quality. Yeah. Next area is leadership. Three questions. Do those around you respect you as a person? Two, do you consciously try to set a great example? Three, would those around you follow you because you inspire them to do so? Greg? Yes, it's a, it's, it's a great set of questions. Um, and, you know, um, I know, Andrew, you have a, a fantastic saying about, about business and business owners, and that is that the fish stinks from the head down. So, hmm. in other words, you know, if, if your business is not running the way that you want it to run and that you would like it to run, then, you know, you should examine yourself first because, because you know, you're the, you're the head of the fish, basically. And, uh, and uh, you know, if you're not performing um, at a high level um, and you're not, you're not engendering respect, from the people that uh, that uh, work for you or are part of your team, um, if you're not always trying to set a good example um, in terms of um, the way you go about um, your your personal and your uh, professional life and, and your your life within the business, um, then you know it's very hard to inspire your team to to follow you and 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 be shared you know have have a share in the vision and the passion that you, that you might have for the business. So yeah, it's a, it's once again as you say, Andrew, leadership skills they can be learned. Um, they do require um, an understanding of, of the process so they and they do require discipline uh, to implement. Um, but really, it's, it's, it's such an important part of getting a team motivated and working uh, all in the one direction for you. Yeah. And just to add to that, Greg, a business will never, ever outgrow the leader. Um, and, and there's a concept called the law of the lid. And often a owner of a business will have a lid on um, what they believe the business can, can, can achieve. Um, and and it's, it's a result of their previous beliefs and uh, their, their leadership ability. And often a business will never outgrow that if they've got a certain paradigm on, or, or ceiling on what they feel comfortable with generating profit-wise. Um, that's that's the, the, as big as the business will ever get. It won't, it won't outgrow the leader's lid. Um, and often we see this, Greg, because sometimes there might be a, an older generation farmer that, that's putting a big lid on it, but the younger generation farmer's got a much bigger lid, a much bigger vision for what could be created. And often that can really scare the older generation farmer or, um, for various reasons. But it's just very important to note that business will never outgrow that, the lid of the leader. And you can work on that if, if you'd like to. You can, you can check in on your previous beliefs and, and invest time to becoming a better leader. Yeah, once again, Andrew, fantastic book, um, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, um, yes. which is all about the upper limits that we set ourselves, that, you know, we, we unknowingly or subconsciously, all of us probably set upper limits on things that we believe we can do or the things we believe we can achieve, and and, uh, and often they just hold us back in terms of the, um, you know, or what we can actually get done and, and what we can actually achieve in our lives. So, so if, you, if, you, if you're into um, reading or audio books, then certainly The Big Leap is a, is a great book to read. Yeah. All right. So the next section is um, looking at you at yourself from a strategic perspective. And uh, the three questions to answer there are, um, can you think beyond today? Do you remain well-informed enough to anticipate many important future needs and events? And is there any hard evidence that you are any good at planning? Mm. 
I mean, we've spent so many podcasts on this around the power of being strategic, um, the strategic planner. We're currently running an, an online training going into a lot of depth into this, which you can find on our website, just farmownersacademy.com and go to the online training about how to be a more of a strategic business owner. But I will say this, Greg, um, you know, this, is, this has totally transformed the way that I personally have learned to run a business where we're, we get into this concept which we speak a lot about, which is predict, predicting and the ability to predict long-term, medium-term, short-term. And I, I, this is an area that I've just got so uh, – I really see the power in. I, I, I love looking forward into the future of, of the business that, that I'm working with or coaching with and just making decisions now – to, to, to take pressure off in the future. So if you, if you predict you're going to grow, then what decisions need to be made today to enable that future to not be stressful or, you know, what, what, what do we need to do to make sure that whatever's coming up is going to be smooth? And, and we're constantly doing this. And this is the power, Greg, of having um, this farm operating system that we speak, speak of in place where you have the ability to do yearly planning, quarterly planning, weekly planning. And once you have that system set up, um, you will find that your, your 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 strategic mind will amplify times ten once you've got once you commit to a, a yearly planning, quarterly planning, weekly planning system where you allocate time to think strategically. So very important, very linked with leadership, actually, very linked with communication. It's funny, right? It's, if if I look at that one, they're, they're, all those questions that we've just asked you before this. Um, are so important because being strategic is, again, a skill and it will help you communicate better and it will help you be a better better leader. Yeah, over the years I've seen so many farms that, that basically the business runs the the business runs the owner the, rather than the owner running the business. Mm. You know, they, they, they're basically they're lurching from one, you know, they put out one fire, go on to the next fire, go on to the next fire. Basically, it's there's no, the planning process just doesn't happen and, and it doesn't happen uh, in a way that actually makes the business run smoothly and, and that the longer-term goals of the business are, are are achieved because often those businesses don't have longer-term goals because they're so the owners are so caught up in the day-to-day, you know, putting out the fires day-to-day that occur and and, and, uh, and, and that pop up and, and keep them from, from really having, um, you know, what what should be a, a fantastic uh, long-term outcome so I, I just think that's it's such an important this whole strategic planning and, and operating at a strategic level and giving yourself space to get out of the business and, and think strategically about the longer term of the business i think is just such an important part of of running a good business absolutely next section is operational um three questions are you on top of all aspects of your production systems or do you mostly muddle through Two, how good is your attention to detail and administrative ability? Three, do you focus on efficiency and cost of production or peer recognition? Greg. Yes, great questions again. You know, operational part of the business, such an important part of, of achieving what it is you're trying to achieve with the business. Obviously, you know, you can be a, a, a great business owner, uh, but if you're no good at the operations part, if the, if the, if the day-to-day on the, you know, out in the paddock, Stuff is not getting done to a high level of uh, of efficacy, then then it's likely the business will suffer. So, you know, you can't uh, you you must have uh, the operational aspects of your business, uh, you know, really well understood and, and really well implemented. And a lot of the problems that we see in, in farming 
businesses are associated with timeliness. So in other words, um, and this was just actually supported by a very large um, uh, uh, project that was funded by jointly by the MLA and the um, GDRC, looking at what separates the top 20% farms from the rest around the country. And, and the, one of the main major things that um, was found is that the top 20%, they just implement better. They, are, they, they, they have a similar level of knowledge, the top 20% and the, and, and the rest have a similar level of technical knowledge, but the top 20% just implement better. They actually, they, they are more timely with the things that they need to get done. They just, they have a, a plan, an operational plan that they stick to and, uh, and they, you know, they, and make sure that in the majority of years, the things that need to get done at a certain time are done by that time. And I think it's just such an important uh, understanding of, of what drives um, successful businesses. You know, they're not, um, what, when you look at these businesses from a financial and production perspective, what you generally find is that they, there's no outstanding one area that they are just so much better in than, than the other businesses that are not as profitable. What happens is that they are just a little bit better in a lot of areas and all those little, bit, little bits that are better multiply together to actually lead to a, an outstanding result. And, and so I think that's the really important thing for you all to understand that, you know, every, everybody has the capability of taking their current business and turning it into a top 20% business just by making sure that they just do the things that they need to do a little bit better and, and have a really good understanding of what it is that they are doing and, and, not, not, and not be doing things, not be implementing things, you know, based on what your neighbour thinks or, or what things look like to the bloke next door or the bloke that's driving down the road. Let's think about it from the point of view of, okay, what if I implement these strategies, I put these operational plans in place, what does it mean to my bottom line and my production and bottom line? Yeah, and we'll do another podcast another day on, on systems, the, the power of systems, because I feel um, you, you, learning to create a system which will save you stress, time, energy, and money, and learning to have checklists for routine tasks on in your operational game. Like so, so sheep farming, you've got obviously crutching, shearing. They, these are routine tasks that need to be done during during the year, and they really they really deserve a system, a step by step checklist to make sure you don't make mistakes, and that will save you time, stress, energy, and money. So, I won't dive into that too deeply, Greg, because I'll save that for another podcast how to go about systems and setting it all up but it will really help you in this operational space so the next area oh i think you're yeah you're right. next day. so yep. the next area to, to, to concentrate on or to ask yourself the questions are is around the financial aspects of of you mm-hmm. and the three questions that you need to ask yourself are do you fully understand the numbers to the point where your accountant is on the back foot at meetings hmm. are you driven by financial targets and returns or lifestyle issues and do the financial systems that you employ work efficiently and report all the critical information at least monthly? Yeah. Huge, Greg. And I know this is your forte, so I know you'll have more to add to this. But I just wanted to make the point that you made at a recent event, Greg, which is your accountant's there to help you save tax. Uh, Ultimately, they're not there to show you how to maximise profitability. And if you're relying just on your accountant or bookkeepers for your financial literacy, you're really missing out. Um, and Greg, I just wanted to point out that I, I saw um, Greg in, in action recently helping a farmer interpret their, their, their KPIs, their, their financials, and, and actually really pull it to pieces and, and really show them these key performance indicators and really also educate them that they're below the benchmark, that 
um, their business was not viable in the in the current means by just interpreting a P&L and, inter- and putting the, 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 the information into this a benchmark, if you like. But, I, I mean, I just saw the power of it, Greg, that, wow, this, this poor farmer that you were helping, and I shouldn't say poor farmer, this lucky farmer, actually, that you were helping, um, was so busy uh, in, in, in being a farmer, they were, they were so busy out there doing the work, they, they didn't slow down to look at um, the fact that they are potentially doing the wrong thing, and they were. I mean, you opened them up from looking at the numbers that something was wrong. They had a production issue. And I just, I just saw the power of this, and, and I would, you know, from my perspective, Greg, this is the most critical piece of succeeding in business that I've now seen that if you don't know your numbers and if you don't know how to interpret your numbers, you are potentially, um, and I, I'll use the term, flogging a dead horse. <laughs> that, that's the black and whiteness that I would have, Greg, and I, I'm sure you've got more to add to that. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, when you take on a business, you take on the responsibility for making that business a success and, and to deliver it, you know, have it deliver what is in life that you want it to deliver. Otherwise, if you don't want to take on that responsibility, you should go and work for somebody else because because in the end, you know, you, you give your time, you get paid for it. You don't have to you don't have to worry about the rest of it. Um, but when you when you uh, when you're an owner, business owner, then you know that it is your responsibility and your business from a financial perspective, and to understand what the numbers mean. And I mean, one of the things that, that was I guess was a was a, a great thing about the introduction of the of the GST and the and the quarterly or monthly. Um, income activity statements that we all have to fill out, um, depending on the size of your business and so forth, is that is that it, it forced people to actually start having slightly better record keeping, financial record keeping systems in place. And you know, so most businesses these days have some sort of a electronic cash book or electronic record keeping system in place, and they can generate out of the out of the back of those those uh, systems, they can generate a you know a, a, a draft P and L and and so forth. But but in the end, you have to understand what that P&L means. You have to be able to pull that P&L apart or those cash book numbers apart and really understand what's actually happening on your property from a financial perspective within your business, from a financial perspective to to really understand whether or not the business is performing at the level you want it to perform mm. at. So, and and really, you know, if you don't have those skills, then it, just, it goes back to the earlier questions. You know, if you don't have those skills available to you now, then you know, then th- those skills, are, are, you need to learn them and, and they are not difficult to learn. And in fact, I think we'll be going through a, an online training as part of one of our online training delivery uh, ses- sessions. We'll, we'll have an online training, uh, that the Farm Financial Framework, which will take you through an understanding of, of the three essential pieces of financial data that you need to keep, the, the, ca- the cash flow budget, the profit and loss statement and, and the balance sheet and how they all work together to actually help you to really understand the business and predict, you know, uh, understand the immediate, uh, the medium and the long-term prospects for the business. So, you know, if you don't have those skills and, and unfortunately a lot of farming business owners and business owners that are not in farming, can I say, um, a lot of small business owners don't have those skills as well, um, then you need to develop them because, because it, it is a, it's a vital part of running a successful business. Oh, Totally, Greg. And just to reiterate on this, it's exactly why um, the Take Control program is created to actually to allow you to say, have a positive response to every single question we've, we've asked so far and will continue to ask with, a, as Greg po- pointed out, the um, Farm Financial Framework being part of that. So um, reach out to us because that, that is the, the exact skills that, that, that enables you to, to pick up for all of this, actually. 
Um, anyway, we'll move on, Greg. We'll go to relations. And it's a great question, three questions. Are you a boring pain in the neck or are you full of life and fun to be with? Do you treat family, employees and business associates with I can't read that. Actually, where's that? With courtesy and respect or do you need a refresher course at Manor School? Are you honest and ethical to the point where people want to do business with you? Greg. Yes, it's it's a really really great point. So I mean, in the end, you know, you need to be well rounded um, as a as a person. You need to look after the people who um, are helping you achieve what it is in life that you're trying to achieve, and and be very grateful for the fact that they actually are part of your journey as well. And and you know, and so you know, part of that is treating them with respect, um, really honouring them for the for what they bring to the table. Um, making sure that you're always, you know, honest and, and highly ethical uh, with people uh, that you do business with, so that they they develop a high level of trust um, in the relationship with you. Um, because in the end, that's the only way that you can actually, well, that's the best way to generate high quality relationships, uh, both personal relationships and business relationships. If you're if you are boring, um, if you are, you know, if you're always trying to bring someone down, if you don't give people the recognition that they deserve. Um, you know, if you're always critical, um, then really, you know, it's very, very hard to, to, to um, generate high-quality relationships that really serve you going forward. Well, we're, in the end, people will just leave, right? Or they won't, they won't want to support or serve your vision if, if, that, if that's how you are. So it's, it's a big one. Totally. And the final uh, question or the final area that you need to sort of examine yourself in uh, is the area of balance. And um, the three questions there are, there are, do you have life outside your business or are you a paid-up member of Workaholics Anonymous? Do you take regular holidays and do family activities extend beyond the dinner table and TV set? And I know, Andrew, you've got uh, some really good thoughts on this. Huge. For, uh, so I used to work 100-hour weeks um, and really drive home and, and, and um, really go for it, like sacrifice a lot of my catching up with mates and a lot of family time and, and sacrifice my health. Um, and it was when I went on a, a walk on the Gakota Trail, actually, uh, with my father and brother and a bunch of mates. And, and I started hanging out with the kids in these little campsites across the mountains on the Gakota Trail. And uh, we'd arrive at camp three in the afternoon and we're playing soccer with these kids and we're sitting down and I'm laughing and having dinner and I was able to be present and wasn't glued to my phone and, I wasn't checking emails and I just, it was a, it was a gap in my life and it was the first time in, in, in years where I just felt relaxed and happy. And, and that's when I really questioned myself, Greg, and I actually asked the question, you know, what am I chasing? And this actually resulted in me writing a book called What the Hell Are You Chasing? Um, and it just made me really question that, look, realistically, I was back in Sydney running this business to create this freedom, but I re- finally woke up to the point that that, that freedom needs to happen now. If, if I don't put it into my calendar now, um, I'll never have that. It's, it, you know, it, you have to – I just recognised it, it was a habit that I created uh, and I see this very often in entrepreneurs. They, they think they've got to make all these sacrifices and I don't believe this anymore. I, I think that you, you need to look at what, is, what makes you happy, uh, what areas, what are your values, what, what – if you enjoy hanging out with friends, you've got to schedule time with friends. If you sacrifice hanging out with your family, your family will just reject you when you're older. Like they, these are, 
these are all the areas that just make you – it really kicks that, that one above, Greg. It, it'll make you a more rounded person and a happier person to be around, and you'll be a better leader. Um, and, and in the end, uh, you, you won't burn out. You, you, you'll find that you'll have the energy to go the distance. Business is a marathon, Greg. It's not a sprint. Uh, you'll have the, the distance to grit in and, and, and get through it. So very, very, very important. And this, this comes down to strategic planning for me as well, that I need to put my personal goals and schedule them in my calendar. I have to be really disciplined on this. And last but not least, Greg, I've, I've, I've put rules around this. So rules that um, I'm only allowed to work late one night a week. I'm only allowed to work one weekend a month. Now, these are rules that I had to put around myself because if I didn't put these rules around myself, I'd break them. Um, and when I break them, I just get trapped in that, in that chaos again. So, so um, very important and, and makes a big difference. And I'll, I will just finish with this. I will, ever since I've learned to be more balanced, I'm way more effective at work anyway. So uh, working less actually produces better results. That, that's been my, been my experience, not, not just for myself, but also others that I've coached. Yeah, I think that there's another, there's another thing we need to be very mindful of too, and that is that the effects of, of working long hours and not taking sufficient time off to recharge, um, mm-hmm. the effect that that can have on mental health over time, you know, it can be really devastating, and we certainly witnessed that. Uh, over the years in uh, in farming businesses where the owners has just not been able to get or that, that they don't believe they've been able to get away from the business or have set up a system that traps them in the business. Um, and, you know, it's, it's okay for a while, but over time, um, the, the, it's slowly that the effects that that can have on mental health can be quite dramatic and uh, um, and all of a sudden the whole thing can come tumbling down. And we certainly, unfortunately, we've seen that a, a couple of times, a few times. With uh, with farming families, where the the, the principal owner's just gone through a real uh, breakdown and and gone into depression or what have you, just associated with basically just not taking enough time off during the during the the, the working life to to get away from the business and, and recharge the batteries and, and really concentrate on the things that they that they you know enjoy from a recreational perspective. Yeah, I mean, just on that, Greg Dan Sullivan is regarded as. Uh, one of the best strategic coaches in the world. He works with some of the, the, the top tier companies in the world, in the um, particularly in America, in the, in the top 500 companies. I think there's something like maybe 100 clients that, that 100 of the top 500 are, are coached by Dan Sullivan. And he actually teaches that the ultimate time for an entrepreneur is seven weeks off a year. And it's, it's just so foreign to so many people. And he talks about that, you, you, you grow in the downtime. Uh, it's like you don't grow when you're at the gym. You actually grow, you, your muscles grow in the rest phase, not, not, not in, the, in the work phase. And so that when you take your, this, this amount of time off, um, you actually expand and grow quicker than someone who doesn't take the time off. And so he, all, these, all his clients um, schedule seven weeks off a year. And it, it sounds unrealistic for a lot of people, but uh, they all actually, after committing to that, come back and talk about wow that that they actually produce higher returns and results because of the the increased time off so there's there's he, he's done he puts science behind it and shows it um but he also talks about uh, red days and green days green days is when you're on red days is when you're off and and you need yeah, seven weeks of red days per year which is seems unrealistic to a lot of people but um this is what this is what top performing business owners are uh, are trained and coached to do 
to, to maximise results. So quite interesting. All right, Greg. So I, that brings us to the end. Um, do you have any summarising comments on this check-in? Yeah, only, only that I just think it's a, it's a great exercise for you as an individual uh, to work through um, a couple of times a year. Just, just run through, you know, have this as a checklist and just run through the checklist and, and really honestly score yourself in, in all these questions. And, and, you know, and then once you've got the scorecard, then start to think about, okay, well, what do I need to do about the areas that I'm not scoring well in? You know, um, you know, because we can all change, we can all grow. Part of what we what we should be always seeking to do in life is to become better, better personally, better um, uh, emotionally, better um, a, a, in a business perspective. And so, and so, giving yourself a scorecard, and then thinking about the strategies you can put in place to to get better in the areas where you might need some improvement. I think is a really it's a really important way of just sharpening up um, the way that you operate as a business owner um, as, as you go through your your uh, your time. Yeah, totally agree that th- th- there's a real power in self reflection and allocating some time to slow down. We call it slow down to speed up, just to do a check in and and recognise, Greg, that that saying that. Um, we teach as well that sometimes you need uh, some education to change direction instead of motivation to speed up. It, it really is such a powerful saying. And the only way to change direction is to ask better questions and change what you're doing. So um, uh, please take time to, to complete this. It will help you and give you some ideas on, on where to improve. So again, thanks for listening. And, and Greg, uh, thank you so much. Thanks, Andrew. And thanks, everybody. Bye now. Bye-bye.